CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. And now, the list of things that you can buy at the Chicago Reader store at chicagoreader.com. Things to wear like Chicago Reader hats, t-shirts, bandanas, and face masks. Things for your daily life like the Chicago Reader camping mug, Chicago Reader tote bags, and a Chicago Reader reporter's notebook. Things for you to read like our Reader recipes, the Chicago Reader 420 Companion, our Chicago Reader Best of book series from journalists Maya Dukmasova, Mike Sula, Ben Jarofsky, and Lior Galil, the Chicago Reader coloring book, and the Chicago Reader stay home puzzle. Find the Chicago Reader store at chicagoreader.com and show your support for the nation's first free weekly news newspaper since 1971. Bonus time on the Ben Jarofsky Show. As I speak, it is Friday, January 13th, 2023. I'm not going to uh, dwell on that date. I'll just say it's Friday, January 13th, 2023. And I hope it means good news for my beloved Bulls. Uh, tonight and bad news for the Oklahoma City Thunder, the team that they're playing. Uh, headline in the Chicago Sun-Times, headline in the newspaper. I always try to give a headline of what's going on in the world, to give you a sense of what's happening when we're having the conversation. Uh, this particular issue will be germane to the conversation we're going to have. And this is the front page from my Chicago Sun-Times. I'm going to show my distinguished guest uh, because he's a millennial. He probably reads things on his phone. Uh, and uh, this is a headline from the Chicago Sun-Times. I just got to give a shout out. I already did this on one show today, but I just give a shout out. Whoever is in charge of graphics at the Sun-Times and whoever's in charge of headline writing, excellent, excellent job. So uh, the story broke uh, within the last, I think it was two days ago in the city of Chicago, the Mayor Lori Lightfoot's political campaign or her re-election campaign uh, had sent out an email to Chicago public school teachers trying to enlist, uh, offering to uh, extra credit to any Chicago public school student who volunteered for the Lori Lightfoot campaign. Unbelievable. Extra credit. <laughs> We're going to get into this one. Uh, and uh, the Lori Lightfoot campaign's initial response to this report is that there's nothing wrong with it. Uh, it's just encouraging students to get be good citizens and get involved. Then they had a second release, a second statement uh, that they offered up, which was like a modification of the first one, but basically still said there's nothing wrong with it. And then they finally realized, uh-oh, <laughs> maybe this is not playing well in Peoria, as they say. And so they issued a third statement uh, just condemning it, all right, and saying there's got to be a wall <laughs> dividing teachers uh, from political campaigns and students from political campaigns. Uh, then the mayor had a press conference where she said at the press conference, of course, of course I know there has to be a wall. She was just like kind of mad at everybody, you know, like, hey, you're the one who said there was no wall. So why are you getting mad at everybody? Like, she's like, of course I know that. 
Like, don't be stupid. Everybody knows that. Well, your own political campaign did it and all that two days ago, all right? And by the way, they didn't know it when they sent out the emails. <laughs> so it's not like everybody knows it. Everybody affiliated with you didn't know it. But she's like, I knew it. Of course I knew it. <laughs> How dare you say I didn't know it? <laughs> and we'll never do it again. So the Chicago Sun-Times headline writers, give these people a raise. So what they did was, you know how in the old days, I don't think teachers do this anymore, but in the old days, you did something wrong. They would make the kid stand in the classroom and write on the blackboard, I will not talk in class. I will not talk in class over and over again. I will not chew gum in class. I will not call my teacher a beep in class, whatever, okay? So what they did was they wrote on the blackboard, uh, so Mayor Lori Lightfoot had written it on the blackboard, my campaign will not try to recruit CPS and city colleges students as workers for credit. My campaign will not try to recruit CPS, city college students and or, as workers for credit and so on and so forth. Five times to repeat it. Very clever headline, Chicago Sun-Times. It's why I will always, until I leave this earth, <laughs> subscribe to my beloved Bright One. Uh, and uh, why I believe home subscriptions are better because I think they're more creative. Uh, with the newspaper than they are online. All right, without further ado, I want to bring on my distinguished guest to discuss this uh, issue and maybe a few other things, but this is what's uh, burning a hole in our brains. So without, without further ado, I will ask my distinguished guest to introduce himself. Take it away, distinguished guest. Hi, Ben. Uh, hi, everybody. My name is Moise Bawani. I'm running for alderman in the 50th Ward. I'm also a public school teacher on leave right now for the campaign. Um, nice to be back. Yes, I urge everybody to check out the last interview I do with uh, Moise, uh, where he talked about why he's running for alderman uh, in the 50th Ward. The elections in February, he's running against incumbent Deborah Silverstein. Uh, we're not going to be talking about the election campaign. I immediately reached out to Moise today uh, when this story was breaking to talk about, uh, give his, uh, his thoughts on this as a Chicago public school uh, high school teacher. And he said, yeah. And then we started talking and texting. I go, dude, I got to put you on the mic. This is too good. We got to get you on the mic. Uh, so before we get started, I just want to do this, which is what I do whenever a public employee uh, is so kind as to come on my humble little podcast. I'm going to make a, a personal plea to his employers. Pedro Martinez, Miguel Devaya, head of the board, uh, Lori Lightfoot, mayor of the city of Chicago. We have something in our country called the Constitution, the U.S. Constitution. And that U.S. Constitution gives people like Moise Bawani a constitutionally protected right to see, tell things as he sees it. And he should not be punished. Okay? If he says something, Pedro Martinez or Miguel Devay, who I've known since the 1980s, or Lori Lightfoot, who I really haven't only known, <laughs> I really don't know her at all. If he says something that gets you mad, you got to roll with it, okay? People say nasty things about me all the time. You know, I don't fire him, okay? So leave him alone. He's got a First Amendment protected right to speak his mind. There we go. I uh, Okay, I hope that puts you at ease, uh, Moise, uh, with whatever you're about to say. Um, I used to do that with a firefighter friend of mine who came on the show. I was like, I got to protect you, man. I got to protect you because they're going to stick you out in Gary, Indiana or something, uh, put you in a fire station way out of Chicago. All right, um, so much to break down here. Uh, we, so why don't we start at the top? You, as far as I could tell, there's a lot of information, uh, that we don't know. Um, but as far as I could tell, uh, they did not send these emails to elementary school, uh, teachers. They only went to high school teachers. Do you have it from your contacts, your colleagues, 
uh, in the field. Do you do you know of any elementary school teachers who got the uh, email? No, no. I <clears throat> so on the campaign. So I've been paying attention to this really on and off because you know we have like a million things going on. So I'll check like maybe at 9.30 or 10 when I get home and follow all the threads and reach out to friends. Because, you know, teachers, this stuff, when it happens, it's always funny and we all, like, love sharing what's going on. But I think um, I took a break to pray and then I checked the text message from uh, a colleague who, uh, or one of the folks who's volunteering on our campaign who's a local elementary school teacher. And he's like, did anybody get this? And it was like a screenshot of uh, Heather Sharon's tweet. And I was like, I'm like, uh, I don't, I don't know what's going on. And then later on in the day, I realized I'm like a lot of my high school friends were like blowing this up, right? Like bringing it up in, in text threads. Some of them tweeted it and I was like, oh wow, what is going on? But, you know, as I've been in touch with, because we have a lot of elementary school teachers working uh, like supporting this campaign. So we've been in touch through communication or like just following up amongst each other. And it looks like nobody got it in elementary schools. And, I, and <clears throat> the more I looked into it, like in the evenings, I don't think everybody in the high school area got it too. So it's such an interesting, it's like an interesting thing that, you know, you and I talked about where it's like, wait, how far did this get? Where did it get? Who did it hit? Um, Cause it definitely hit, didn't hit like five, at least I've got five educators here who are from local elementary schools in West Ridge. And they're like, we didn't get anything. <clears throat> and then I've got a few of my high school friends that are like, yeah, I didn't get anything. But then like, I've got five who did. So it's really, really interesting. And I'm, and I'm trying to figure out myself, like, how far did this go? And trying to collaborate it with, like, the mayor story. Of course, it's wonderful to blame it on a young intern or someone new in the office, right? Like, that's, that's become the joke the last day in this office, too. It's like, oh, it must have been a young intern who did this. So, yeah, trying to figure this all out. All right. So it was based on what limited uh, amounts of research you have. And, again, I presume that over time, some of these questions will be answered. I'm hoping they're answered. I know reporters all over Chicago are digging into this story. Uh, but um, uh, based on what you've uh, picked up from your friends and colleagues and uh, teachers, so no grammar school teachers have, that you know of have received it. So it's been limited to, as far as we know, to high schools. Now, some high schools uh, teachers got it and others didn't. So uh, is, are there any, like, is, is, there, is there any indication of a rhyme or reason behind which high school teachers got it and which high school teachers didn't? Like high schools in areas that voted favorably for Lori Lightfoot got it. High schools that voted, uh, excuse me, in areas that were not favorable to Lori Lightfoot. Anything that you could trace to a rhyme or reason? Yeah, I mean, so, you know, where I teach, it's on the Northwest side, and I checked in with a few colleagues. I'm like, hey, did y'all get an email? I didn't. I was, like, combing through, because even though I'm on leave, I'm still getting a, I'm getting the emails, right? I'm also getting, like, funny emails from students who would just be like, hey, just letting you know I'm not sitting in the seat you assigned me in. And I'm like, can't do anything about it. I'm on leave. Um, so, like, a few friends, uh, I reached out on the West side, a few teach on the South side, a few in the Little Village are like, I didn't get it. Um, I didn't get anything, but then one friend who's uh, closer to like Pilsen, so I'm kind of giving away Juarez, said he ended up getting it. And I was like, wow, that's so interesting. Uh, but the, the difficult part is like when when the th thought went in my head of like, who's getting it, why they're getting it, I kind of asked friends like, hey, does your school have like any significant relationship with like the Lightfoot campaign or anything? And they're like, no, you know, we have we have a student voice and like like everybody, you know, we have a history department, we have a civics department, so it's, there's nothing unique. 
And like the difficult part is because Lori like completely wiped, um, you know, President Preckwinkle that you're like, oh, every, you know, everywhere went for Lori. But like so far what I've been able to see, like, as I've just reached out to like 20 friends, um, like we're in a thread and we stay in touch that it's mostly like Northside schools. Um, you know, uh, the first person who brought this up on Twitter was a, a friend of mine who teaches at Northside Prep. And I was like, oh, okay, interesting. And I've been looking at the leads and, you know, I have a friend who, um, is close to Northside at Amundsen mentioned they got the email. So it, it just, it clearly, you know, based on looking at the fact that elementary school teachers didn't get it. And like the fact that not all of us got it, like as educators, there's clearly some type of like, you know, there's, I mean, you hope you don't know what they, I'm not sure what was done, but there seems to be either some target or some segment that was specifically locked in for this email, especially with the mayor and like her team admitting like, Oh, you know, it wasn't like an email error. It wasn't like a test email. It wasn't like someone did send this off. So clearly someone had a list of specific schools. Um, and, I, and, I, and you know, you, you wonder, like I do, because, you know, I see like everybody in terms of the polling that even though the methodology questions are out there about every single poll that's coming out, one thing they all have in common is the mayor looks like she won't be making the runoff. So I'm wondering, you know, I started wondering, I'm like, were there specific areas where maybe young people voted for Lori, right? Like there was a high turnout and seeing like, okay, can we capture that magic? Uh, or was there maybe like an area where, you know, Lori's done significantly better? Um, and, you know, some of the schools that are on the North side definitely, definitely did significantly better than um, President Preckwinkle. So, but it's still like, it's, it's, it's a who's guess, right? Everybody's like, every question that I could ask of friends in these last days about like, why y'all, right? Like, they're just like, we have no clue. We have no affiliation. Um, we do have like a student voice. We do have clubs that do some civic engagement, but nothing, nothing that would lean in. Because um, you know we get these emails like every time election season happens, um, the social studies and civic engagement department at CPS sends out like, "Hey, uh, election judge. Hey, would your kids be willing to volunteer?" Or like the importance of registering to vote. Uh, or, you know, in my time, I've also gotten emails from like Mick the Challenge when they're looking for folks to get involved. So CPS does have like a system to civically engage. So, I mean, it maybe begs the question of like, maybe they're looking at schools that ha have high civic engagement or have high responses to this. Um, one one colleague did bring out, he's like, man, you know, the person I have on my team, they're like all about civics and they always get kids into local elections, into this and that. And I was like, okay. That's interesting. Uh, but it's just like, I, I'm hoping we get some answers about this because I'm super curious. And like, you know, my, um, my, uh, like, you know, Matt on the campaign will be like, just go to sleep <laughs> at night when I'm like chatting with folks. But it's, it's so interesting. And it's really funny. And like, it, it definitely seems like there's, there was a list of some sort of list, something in this, like who we're sending it out to, because it didn't go out to everybody. Yeah, uh, I think Matt on the campaign is the noted Green Bay Packer fan uh, who's a little really smart about politics, but a little confused about everything else. All right. Um, uh, so the other point uh, that Mayor Lori Lightfoot uh, made at her press conference is the one that I called you out in the morning. Uh, and I tend, uh, Luis, to get <laughs> fixated and focused on certain things. Uh, I, I admit I, I'm probably on the spectrum in some ways about this. Um, so she said, and I'm reading uh, the exact quote from today's bright one, the coverage in the uh, Sun-Times. Uh, this particular staffer, she's alluding to the staffer who sent out the emails, 
made a mistake and used publicly available emails through Google searches. Now, I don't know. Again, I'll repeat. Uh, Moise and I, no, as far as I know, nobody uh, other than the mayor's staff knows how many teachers were solicited. So we don't know. I do know that it's not that easy to get a teacher's email through a Google search. Okay, it's just... <laughs> so the notion that you could just routinely find the email addresses to dozens of teachers through a Google search is preposterous. And so I immediately turned uh, to you to ask you uh, to explain this area a little bit. Is it possible, in your humble opinion, to get large numbers of teachers' email addresses from a routine Google search? Go ahead. No, no. I mean, you know, like, um, I we went through, like, there have been some funny times in CPS with, you know, like random emails getting through to us. Um, there have been some really funny ones that, you know, if you're a teacher listening, you'll know which ones we're talking about with like Christmas celebration somewhere. And like, we're all like, how did this get into the network, right? That I've usually ignored or I've deleted because I'm just like, oh, you know, it's, it's spam. But then like, you know, we'll go into like the, the teacher forum sometimes and we'll be like, oh my gosh, this, like someone will be like, yo, anybody else get this email about like, weight loss supplements or stuff like this and i'll just start cracking up because i'm like oh i did get this and this was sent to everybody right um but like you know um i I mean the extent of what's available like you know like our salaries are public we're public employees but like our emails aren't available like that nor are like the one thing i'll say outside of these like funny moments where you know some random organization gets our email or the fact that CPS partners with people sometimes like that catch you off guard. Like, Oh, why am I getting an email from like, you know, something related to health and wellness? Oh, CPS is doing a program. Like our stuff is not out there. You know, I mean, schools make individual choices, like, and even people do. Right. So if you go to like the school I'm at, if you Googled my name and the school, like I put it on my school webpage, right. If you need anything, please contact me at this email. Um, some schools have a straight up directory where they have the educator's name and their email, but it, it takes time to pull that stuff. If you're, you know, quote unquote, using a Google search, um, there is no repository, even like zoom info and these other websites, like a lot of times they're, they, they don't have that information, all of it, or they've got like educators who have been gone for a minute or what they do. Uh, you know, my brother was explaining to me this a while ago. Cause I was like, you know, could someone have gotten my information from Zoom info? Because someone had emailed me about, you know, maybe joining uh, a, a teaching associated organization. They're like, oh, I got your info from here. And I'm like, I don't feel comfortable about that. But my brother explained, like, many times a, an organization like this or a company like this will just, you know, use like a very grand search and narrow down, right? Like they'll look for, here's the teacher and they'll look everywhere. And if your email's floating around, they'll just add it. And it's a service that they have people subscribe to. And they'll say, well, public domain. Um, but the long end of it or the short end of it is like, no, I just, you know, if all of our emails were floating around, especially teachers and the industry around teaching, like with, you know, curriculum materials, um, wanting this, that, that we would be spammed like consistently. So if somebody was saying, if one person was just like, oh, I just did a Google search, um, 
no. If they said like a couple of Google searches, I would be like, no. You'd have to like really, really target like schools and see if they put it on their staff directory, if their website is up to date. Because, you know, not all of our schools have tech coordinators, um, you know, like people who really maintain that appearance online. So it, it just, no, I, I don't believe that. I mean, sometimes I've like tried to track down, you know, like, because if you go on CPS, sometimes when you type in people's names, right? Like, if you know, a John Smith, there's like a million. So I've had to like track down, okay, which John is this? Let me go on their school website. Cause I met him at, you know, at a CTU meeting or I met them at like, you know, Mariano's They're like, Oh, I teach over at Send. I'm like, Oh yeah, let me email them and have a conversation. It's never easy. So I, I don't, I, I think that makes no sense unless they were Google searching internally within Chicago, like records, right. Which is then it's totally bad, but like, no, no, not at all. All right. So that, that leads to the possibility and that, uh, the, uh, Lightfoot campaign got the email addresses from CPS. Uh, which, yeah, reflect upon that as a public school teacher, that a political, your boss, because Lori Lightfoot technically is your boss, uh, is getting your email addresses to directly solicit your support uh, from your other boss, the Chicago Public School. Yeah, I think, you know, I think when it was early, when this came out, because, you know, on Twitter, when I get a chance, like, once again, this campaign takes the majority of my day, um, I think I saw Joe Ferguson, uh, the former OIG lead, um, tweet out like this is deeply problematic. Like I, I've got notifications turned on for, you know, some of our journalists, yourself, and like Joe Ferguson. And when I saw that, I was like, uh, yeah, because that's the first thing you jump to, right? Like this is the mayor's office working with the department without consent to say I need people on my campaign, right? Like help Lori Lori Lightfoot win. And like that initial tweet really captured, like that's deeply, deeply, deeply problematic. Um, and now we've gone through maybe like three iterations of explanations on like, oh, well, you know, um, this happened, this happened. And now we have like a young staffer who just took it up on their own. But it's like, it, it, none of this makes sense, right? Like you, you can't, our information at that level isn't publicly accessible. I mean, in general, this, like, it's not ethical to email, right? Like, I'm not even going to get into the part. I will in a little bit about like, how wild is it? We're right now, we've had the mayor pull back like 12 week, you know, leave, maternity leave and paternity leave. And and then like, this is a mayor that, you know, made us like, made us stay out there for 12 days because we just wanted nurses in schools. And now it's like, hey, can y'all help me win? And I'm like, what? But like, I mean, even on a basic level, it's like, like Joe Ferguson saying it's problematic all the way to even this explanation, like you, a Google search, like that's, that's what you're saying. And it just, you know, like someone had posted about this, that, that has sat with me. It's like, who are the people around you, right. That are making this decision and what, what are they doing? And, and what does this signify to even send out something like this? Uh, if it wasn't a mistake, right. Like, are you really just grasping and you're targeting areas you've done well at? I mean, it's a lot of speculation, but it's like, you're just adding to the fodder by saying like, oh, it was, it was just a Google search. Like our information ain't out that, you know, like I can even sit down with you and say, okay, if it's simple as a Google search, sit down, look for, look for teachers, right? And look for the repository. It's not there. You might look up like, you know, let's say, um, you know, Clemente, Clemente High School where I used to teach, right? And you might go to the staff directory. You might have emails. 
right? But like you have to do that, then you have to do that for the other schools, right? Like maybe you shortened it by not doing elementary schools, but you're doing it for all the high schools. Someone is directly pulling this and let alone it's coming from the mayor's office. The ethics of that are just ridiculous. Yeah. Or the mayor's uh, campaign, campaign, not yeah. her office right, campaign. Right. Uh, her mayor is coming from her campaign. Uh, yeah, no. And uh, we'll get into uh, uh, the point you raised, which is one uh, that uh, I made on the show today uh, that we did earlier today. The relationship between Lori Lightfoot and the rank and file uh, teachers in the public schools of Chicago. Um, now, I'm going to distinguish the relationship between Lori Lightfoot and the Chicago Teachers Union uh, and the leadership of the Chicago Teachers Union, uh, particularly Stacey Davis Gates, and talk about the attitude that teachers have toward Lori Lightfoot. So, as you pointed out, uh, this story broke about a week after the other story broke, where uh, the mayor, uh, the, the Board of Ed, pulled back uh, on its um, program for 12 weeks of uh, maternity leave for teachers, which is a kind of a anti-Diluvian, the court Harold Washington approach to take toward maternity leave, uh, particularly when it's a far more generous uh, offer they have for municipal employees, sure looked to me like uh, it was targeting teachers as punishment uh, for it, what it, its union supporting Mayor, uh, excuse me, uh, Brandon Johnson, not supporting Mayor Lori Lightfoot. Um, I can't imagine <laughs> the mayor would think that having just been associated with this policy change, she would be popular. It would be a good idea to reach out to teachers uh, and say, hey, yeah, I'm the one who just took away your maternity leave. But aside from that, how about supporting me for uh, reelection? It's absolutely clueless campaigning. So what is, in your humble opinion, uh, the attitude that most of your uh, teaching colleagues have uh, toward this particular administration? Yeah, I mean, the people I'm close with, my colleagues and, you know, people we are generally around, like, to me, much of my, like, you know, close circle of friends and, and just people who I care about immensely are educators, right? And that's a big circle of people that I care about. It's not positive, you know? Um, I think I think many of us, and we go through a, a range of emotions, right? Like, many of us are kind of like, well, you know, um, like we're so accustomed to teaching in this environment, right? Like I mentioned um, that I spend, like I was talking to someone today and I mentioned that I spend sometimes between three to 5,000 a year uh, in my classroom, right? Just for supplies, just to make up for things. Like, especially when I was teaching at uh, Clemente, uh, Roberto Clemente. Um, and many of us are just accustomed to like, you know, we're used to, um, you know, used to like trying our best to make whatever's possible, right? Or like, having to take on these roles of like being librarians, being social workers, being all these things that are missing in our classroom to meet the demands of kids. I think you and I made a, I made a joke to you that you love about uh, Ayo DeSumo on the, on the bulls, right? He's like a CPS teacher, wherever you need him, put him there, wherever you need him. He's, you know, he'll play four, he'll play five, he'll play one, he'll do whatever. Um, and that's what many of us are used to. I think, you know, for, for many of us, um, in encountering the life of administration, it has been a lot of hostility, right? Like the folks that I know, we're all really engaged in, in this, in our union and our, as educators. And we realize like we're getting close on things. And then all of a sudden in the 11th hour, something just comes and blows it up. Right. Um, and 
I, I think this one got particularly emotional because I have a colleague who I love immensely who just had a child and wrote this like beautiful post, you know, like when the news broke that we were going to get this. And she was like, you know, I've just struggled with the, with the leave I was given. And for her, it's been emotional, like even stepping away from her son to think about it. But she was like, I'm so happy for everybody who's thinking about having a child that, you know, you're getting this. Um, and then when the course reversed on this, I was just, I was kind of like, man, I was like, darn. I immediately thought about her and I was like, man, I, I'm speechless, but it's like, for us, this is par for the course. And I think a lot of us, like my friend who brought up a point yesterday, uh, last night he had called just to check in on how my dad's doing. And, uh, he made a point where he's like, you know, you know, what's really interesting Louise? he's like, right now the entire city has the same view, like hearing all these politicians and their critiques of, of Mayor Lightfoot, right? We have a big amount of folks running. He's like, I feel like we're finally being seen for the complaints we had. And I just started laughing. Um, he's like, you do like the discourse that we've put out there about our issues with Lori are like open where people are like, you know, it doesn't collaborate constantly coming down. Dig like, I think Chuy Garcia mentioned today that constantly digs in, right? Brandon has articulated it perfectly because he understands as an educator too. Um, so he was commenting on that. He's like, it's just really funny now. Like, you know, we're, we're like, he was joking. He's like, we said that first. And I'm like, yeah. So it's just so interesting to see, like, I'm going to turn around and now ask teachers through my campaign to come save, save, save a campaign that's struggling, that might not make the run out, that probably won't. Um, and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm flabbergasted. Uh, and I'm just like, okay. And I think every, every educator I know personally, friends, family are just like, yeah, we feel the same. Yeah, no, I get a lot of, I told you so's, uh, from teachers. Cause I voted for Lori Lightfoot. Uh, <laughs> I get a lot of t I told you so's. Uh, I get them pretty much every day from somebody or else. They go, yeah, I'm not. I'm not a perfect person either. Um, and I have to. I have to point out uh, that um, uh, Stacey Davis Gates, good friend of the show, uh, did not win with a hundred percent of the vote. Uh, <laughs> to put it mildly, when she ran for re-election, I think she. I forget what she got. Fifty-seven, fifty-eight, something like that. So I don't have the exact number. Uh, uh, when she ran against him. So I know there's a faction in the Chicago Teachers Union that uh, is opposed to Stacey Davis Gates. I understand that. But I don't even think that faction would have Lori Lightfoot as their number one alternative. I I, I just, I, I could see them voting for a number of different of the candidates other than uh, uh, Brandon Johnson. But I don't even think that faction would be putting Lori at number one because there's a lot of there's just so many bridges that were burned if you will uh, use that metaphor um over the last four years by Lori lightfoot in regards to teachers i what's your thoughts about that you know if there's like even the segment that dislikes uh your faction in the union the most are they would be would they be voting for Lori lightfoot i don't think so um i i think kind of you know um I mean, the thing is, it, it's so interesting as a teacher, right? Because I, I worked in a school, uh, I worked in a school and I worked in a school where we had like a lot of each caucus represented. Um, and, and, you know, the thing is, I love my colleagues and even folks who are on like different caucuses or different stances because there's a shared humanity of being teachers. Um, so I want to preface by saying like every educator is so unique in terms of like what, what they value. Like I, you know, one of my best like favorite people to teach with because of just her incredible amount of empathy towards students and teaching styles like 
it is against like, you know, was like, hey, do we really need to focus on housing? And I was the CTU housing chair. And I'm like, oh my God, how can you say this to me, right? Um, and even like, even with that context, I just feel like if I illustrated like our three caucuses, right? Like, you know, there's folks, and I think the majority, the vast majority of this union uh, loves Brandon Johnson. I, I feel that vibe because even folks who I'm opposed in terms of the caucus stuff are like, yeah, I'm, you know, we're supporting Brandon, but like, you know, we have a contingent of folks who are, who are extremely conservative and who, for whatever reason, like Vallis, right? Like I've heard, um, just two folks just stomping for Vallis, but it's like, a, like in terms of visibleness, right? But there's like a contingent of folks who are, um, who also like, you know, will reach out to me and be like, hey man, what are your thoughts on Chewy running? You know, just because of the legacy of 2015, right? So I think when you have a presence of like conservative folks, like, you know, folks in Mount Greenwood who are like, oh, you know, who's the most conservative person in the candidate, like amongst these candidates? It's Vallis, you know, Willie Wilson, Ray Lopez when he was around. So you hear those names floating around when, when those folks talk because they constantly are so up on my show up on my social media, uh, like that small base. But then I do think like when you have the existence of a Cam Buckner, like one of my friends who's a teacher, he is constantly on the CTA, right? And he's voting for Brandon, but he's like, man, I'm so impressed with Cam's like CTA program, right? So if you have an existence of Cam and then you have some of the conservatives who've leaned up uh, leaned away from like what we traditionally support as a caucus um and the existence of all these candidates it's hard for it to be like laurie against tony laurie against tony laurie against tony right so i i just don't think i think to count on even the backing of the teachers who didn't back tony preckwinkle because we endorsed tony i think that's i think that's a big misplay uh because there's so many other candidates and then we also had four years of just clashes, right? That Lori hasn't done any favors with any educators, even the ones who supported her. Like, you know, a, an ardent friend of mine, colleague of mine, who's like, like you similarly, was just like, I never again. Like you you got, you know, Bowani, I know, I, that's my last name, Bowani. He's like, I know I, I know you're never, you never say I told you so, but just, you know, I understand. <laughs> I was like, yeah, man, I, I told you so. Yeah. And I'll hawk away. Well uh, in my defense, which is no defense, I, I have my personal reasons for not voting for Tony Prickwinkle. Uh, I know people who, who uh, like out of deference to where I was in my life back then, oh, said they were not going to vote for Tony Prickwinkle. They just didn't vote they t for mayor. They just said, I'm not, you know what? I, I, I'm like, I don't think she's that bad. <laughs> she come to the hideout uh, when I did the show with McDumkey and told me everything I wanted to hear. And man, she fooled me, Lori Lightfoot did. Um, uh, by the way, I guess I want to back follow up on something. I don't think I've said this enough. I do believe what you I've been following Chicago mayoral elections uh, for a long time. So I'm going to start uh, from the moment Harold after Harold, the greatest mayor we ever had. This is the best field. This is the best field of mayoral candidates that I have ever been, in my opinion, uh, allowed to choose from. And I say this as people. Um, who are knowledgeable about issues, who, from my standpoint, have some cr uh, credibility as progressives. I just had Rod Sawyer on the show uh, yesterday. Uh, Rod Sawyer was uh, the leader of the, or the Progressive Caucus. You know, you, you could take issue with some well, business positions, this, that, and the other thing, but at least he has some credibility as a progressive. So in my humble opinion, I am, I'm just seconding what you said. I believe this is the best uh, field that I, as a lefty, have ever uh, uh, been fortunate uh, to deal with. All right, now I got to ask you this one uh, more, more question. Uh, this just popped into my mind. This is, I can't believe I didn't ask you this earlier. The campaign assistant 
uh, campaign aide to Lori Lightfoot offered to the teachers uh, that their kids would get extra credit. And I'm like, that's another element. I'm like, how? <laughs> like, wait, whose decision? Isn't it the teacher's decision as to whether a kid gets extra credit? I mean, help me out here. Like, who gets to decide what a kid, you know? Wait, by the way, will the kid get extra credit if that kid works for Brandon Johnson? Or will the kid only get extra credit if the kid works for Lori Lightfoot? You know, like, is Pedro Martinez, the head of the Chicago Public Schools, signing on to this? Is the, are the curriculum chiefs? Did Miguel Devay know that Miguel Devay is the head of the Board of Education, a friend of mine from the 80s? Uh, do these people know that it's being approved for extra? So address this extra credit issue. Go ahead. Okay. So one thing very near and dear to my heart. Uh, as you know, there were two educators who the mayor tried to fire. Let's just keep it real, right? Um, from George Washington High School. Um, and shout out to Lauren Bianchi, who's amazing, right? And Chuck Stark, who's incredible. And and Chuck was a hunger striker. And Lauren, um, it, it is hard to find someone, um, you know, like, I mean, that's the thing about being in this union. Lauren Bianchi is one of those educators that goes hard for her young people and, and the community that she's in and, and Chuck Stark too. Like Chuck Stark put his, you know, put everything on the line by being a hunger striker with the community. And this was George Washington high school, the school where, uh, that worked with the community to, uh, fight against general iron. Right. And one of the things that CPS cited, uh, to fire Chuck and Lauren were that they were giving extra credit for their students to, you know, go protest and like this, I, I think, you know, one of the things, and I'll be very real, because I, I took that very emotionally, because, like, these are incredible educators. And and educators, like, you know, I will always go hard for educators, because I, I love teachers, and I understand the humanity we see through. Um, you know, it created this reverberation when Chuck and Lauren were targeted that many teachers, people I love, people who, if you see them in the classroom, you get emotional of how they love young people, really rethought their approach to trying to get their students to care and, and, and become like community activists, organizers, uh, or like just people who love their neighborhoods, love this city and want to build a city that is better than what they have right now. Right. Um, it's personal. And many people coiled up like, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm super worried. And, you know, we saw it when we reached out to friends to be like, Hey, you know, any of your young people want to get involved in this mutual aid project. And they were just like, man, Louise, what, what happened to Lauren and Chuck? I, I don't know. Right. And then we have this where you're like, if you help the mayor, you get extra credit. What like in what like it, like, I, you know, I got to pick Lauren's brain on this because I do talk. You know, I, I talk to Lauren a lot, all the time and I have to be like, how does this feel? But it's just when I saw that, I'm like, man, we were firing two deeply incredible educators fighting environmental racism. And the mayor's like, yo, do you want extra credit? Help my campaign out. I mean, and then you get into the second tier of like, okay, what if there's a young person who believes in Brandon Johnson, right? Like a lot of my alumni, um, you know, at UIC Loyola who are in love with Brandon, right? Like the young people like Brandon. And, and, you know, and young people have been a force now politically all throughout, like with, you know, Gen Z, like Nabila Sayed making it to state, like we can do this, right? I'm just like, oh my God, so casually extra credit. And we had two teachers who lost their, almost lost their livelihood as teachers 
Like it, it just, it stressed me out just noticing that. But like, what can you say, right? What can you say about, about this? So yeah, I, I, and also like just the governance around this, right? I mean, some of the complaints that have come from like, as, as you open up about the C, CPS CEOs, right? Is like, we'll get really close on an agreement and then Lori will be like, nope. Right. And I, and I do believe this is one of those circumstances of like, yeah, hey, let's throw this out there because we're so out of touch that, you know, if you tell extra credit, the motivated students will do it. But like, I'm sure principals did not know. I'm sure CPS had no idea. I mean, ethics out of all of this, right? If they were going to implement this, teachers definitely were not consulted about this. Right. Um, I mean, I used to like, you know, I always give opportunities for my students to get extra credit. I'm an English teacher. Right. So I'm like, hey, like, you know, for example, in the first unit, I have students and tell them like, hey, because this unit is about identity and narrative, if you interview your family and really learn about your roots and you bring those interviews in, whether it's written or recorded, extra credit, right? Um, I give it all the time, but like it has, a, there's a logic to it. There's a reason to it. There's a, there's an embeddedness in the curriculum. So, you know, we take, we take our, we take like our ability to give student feedback and grade our young folks and support them seriously. And there's no way any of this was consulted through an entire ecosystem. It was just, Hey, just, you know, just dangled it in front of them. They're like, Oh, well, you know, I can't, I don't want to do it. Extra credit. Like kids are just going to jump like that. Like, come on. Yeah, no, it's, uh, and then coming back to the notion that it was one low level aide who on her own made the decision that she had the authority. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, can't even get the sentence out to offer extra credit in classrooms across the city of Chicago. Like what? What if Moise had his own system? You know, like uh, it's okay if you want a kid to work for Lori Lightfoot's campaign or Brandon Johnson's campaign or Jesus Garza's campaign, but no, I'm not giving you extra credit. You get extra credit if you read an extra book on the subject, or you get extra credit if you write another report, but I'm not giving you extra credit. It's like giving you extra credit for watching a Bulls game or something, you know what I mean? Maybe watch the Bulls game, you know, or, but so yeah, no, I, the extra credit thing, there's so many things that, that like triggered me to, to quote, you know, use a millennial term, wheeze. you know what I'm saying? It's just about this, the, the notion that the mayor has the ability to tell a teacher that she has or he has to give extra credit uh, is pretty wild. Um, so now take off your teacher hat and put on your political hat, your political junkie. Uh, I've had many political conversations. You're also a basketball junkie. Uh, and um, how do you think this plays out politically uh, in the, the upcoming election? I I think the traction it's getting so you know you always have some people who will be like and i think we talked about this right we're like this is all a distraction this is all a distraction i i think this is a very bad if this is a distraction it's a very bad distraction because it just keeps bringing up the question of ethics right um and you know greg pratt from the uh from the trib had like the tre the trove of text messages and all these like things that have already casted like a shadow over the lightfoot administration of it when it comes to ethics and just just the idea of like equity um i i do think that the fact that this has gotten a run pretty strong these last few days is is important um and it's going to be it's going to be something that's going to continue to come up but i also know that you know with with the cycles of media like things just you know they they can like what's the next issue right like what's around the corner what's the next issue after this after this after this um that's why like part of me feels like you know 
this in a, in a way and, and forgive me that this was coordinated, right? Like, let's, let's just get this out there. If we end up getting like young people who volunteer, awesome, right? If we don't, it's, it's something that will be through and we're already under a bunch of issues with some of our administrative stuff that, you know, like what's it going to hurt. Right. Um, and, and I, and, and like, that's what I think about too. Like, what is this going to really lead to? There is an investigation. I believe like there's an announcement that OIG will investigate, but you know, some of the folks who are really good on commenting on Chicago politics believe they're just going to spin their wheels. Right. Um, and how much of it is going to have an impact in this election cycle right now, you know, we're 46 days away, I believe from, from February 28th. Right. And, and what the runoff will happen. I think this will be a huge problem if the mayor does get into the runoff because then it's immediately every, the entire resume is there, right? Um, I mean, it's a problem now, but it, it'll really be hyper-focused on. So I, I don't know necessarily what the logic is and what, what it'll reverberate, but I'm also like, it's been interesting, right? We had like a crypto cryptocurrency discussion going on last week. And, no, and now I feel like nothing has come from that, right? Maybe it'll be in those bigger platform debates that are going to come up it's going to probably be called out uh but that didn't get much where i think this will be you know i think this will carry for maybe saturday and then maybe we'll have something new to plug in on sunday or monday um you know it's just one of those circumstances where i think right now it just adds to talking points about the mayor and again this is a massive lineup and as a as a as someone on the progressive side like you this is a good stable of candidates, right? Like I'm, I'm all the way through, I'm all the way in for Brandon Johnson, but like, you know, I'll admit, right? Like I, I, I like Cam Buckner, right? I've always followed Cam Buckner's stuff at state and like Cam's a good human being. Um, so it's like, I'm like, oh my God, we got, we got someone we actually love. And then we have someone who's, you know, who we like a lot too. Um, so I don't know. I mean, it, it, to me, it seems like people will have these points. They'll continue. I mean, it was it was like the full circle, right? From Sophia King, Brandon, Chewy, everybody had something to say about this piece uh, yesterday. But will it? You know, where's it going to get? We won't know. All right, we'll close uh, with a question about your own campaign. I know you want to get it back out there, knock on doors, etc., and so forth. Uh, how many days did you say are left to go? To February twenty eighth, you rattle, you know the days by heart. Forty? Did you say forty? Yeah, 46. I think forty six. It was forty seven yesterday, forty six today. So your one-on-one campaign against Deborah Silverstein, there will be no runoff, Chicago. I know Chicago, like they, when they learn something, they really learn it. There's a runoff. But there can only be a runoff, Chicago. I'm going to blow your mind with this one if there's more than two candidates. Uh, just pause and think about that, Chicago voters. Uh, so there's no runoff in your campaign. And uh, so you're just general state of your campaign as you head going up against, uh, what's your two-term? Two-term incumbent, Three. 50th Ward. Three term, my bad. Sorry about that. Uh, lost track of time. Uh, three term incumbent. Take it away. Yeah, I, I feel good. Um, you know, I, I, um, I'm really happy with this campaign. I think we've worked so hard. Uh, we've been working hard, right? Today, uh, today was really kind of an emotional moment for me. I was at Friday prayer, and someone recognized me. They're like, "Oh my God, are you Moise?" <laughs> like, I'm like, it's like the places where you know, in the mosque, everybody's just trying to play pray Friday prayer and go home. Right. Or like go back to work. It's like a nice little break um, for believers. Right. We get maybe we'll get there early. We'll listen to a sermon. Maybe the sermon is something that, you know, someone will make an outdated reference to what's going on in the community. And I'll like chuckle on the inside. But I'm just glad to be praying with folks. Um, but someone recognized me today. They're like, oh, my God, my mom adores you. My mom loves you. And uh, we're praying for you. And he's like, you know, I'm still in the mosque. So I'm going to make sure I make, make one more prayer for you. And I was like, 
you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a kid who grew up in a community where like, you weren't able to feel a lot of feelings, right? Like masculinity and all these things. And now I feel everything. Like I felt everything as a school teacher. Cause you know, I love young people. Um, and this campaign has been lovely. You know, there was like an 81 year old, um, Pakistani, like, you know, grandma, auntie, like grandma. Right. Um, who I knocked her door and she started crying and I'm like, I'm so sorry for knocking and interrupting. And she was like, no, I just, I'm, I, you know, she was saying in Urdu, like, you're, you're actually real. <laughs> like, I started laughing and she's like, your volunteers have come here a lot. And I'm like, yeah, I'm trying to hit every precinct. So I'm sorry. It took me a while to get here. Um, or trying to hit every precinct now for the third time. Um, and, and she was like, no, I'm just glad you're real. And how are they treating you? Like specifically, like talking about the Pakistani community and they see South Asian community and, you know, invited me in. We had a chat and she was like, you know, I know a couple of, of my old friends. We meet at Charminar restaurant. Like, you want me to yell at them to vote for you? I'm like, and I started laughing and I'm like, yes. Um, it's just I, like, I love it. You know, I have like the people who volunteer in this campaign are taxi drivers, are our teachers, our social workers, home healthcare workers, moms, dads, you know, tra trans young people, trans elders. Like we, you know, this campaign means a lot to me because it, it's, it's, it's really reflected the humanity for each other. And, and we worked hard. And, you know, when you, and now you see at the doors, right. When people hear what we want to do, their eyes open up, they light up. Um, I'm grateful. I'm grateful. You know, it's for a city that made my parents feel so small. This neighborhood made them feel like they mattered. And now they're doing the same thing for my parents' son, me, right? It makes me feel like everything we're doing, I'm getting a little choked up, so I apologize. Um, everything we're doing resonates and it hits people in the heart and people really, really want, you know, they want this, they want to see the power of this seat embedded in the service that every single person gives their neighbor because it's a community tightly knit together because people have not been able to depend on, pol on politicians they've been able to depend on each other um and whether you're hitting you know the jewish community spaces the south asian corridor the uh somalian ethiopian corridor the latinx corridor the, the black communities here uh people love this place and they want to see it thrive and they want to see young people succeed and they want they want their neighbors to be happy so i'm, I'm super grateful i think this campaign is going incredible um we're going to keep fighting knocking doors stretching a dollar into you know stretching a dollar into five dollars as a grassroots campaign we're going to pull this off well uh, that was uh, well done it's a good place to stop i i, I share your uh, i've never lived there uh, all of rogers park uh east rogers park west rogers park I always say, like, when I think of my favorite neighborhoods, I mean, I got China. I love Chinatown. Uh, now I'm going off of the neighborhoods. That'll be a 10-minute uh, uh, riff that I don't want to go down now. But uh, Rogers Park, I've ridden my bike down uh, California so many times. Uh, and the diversity uh, and the people living um, right, right on top of each other uh, <laughs> blows my mind every time I, I do it. Uh, so, uh, yeah, it was uh, I share your love for the 50th Ward. Uh, and I go way back. I remember Bernie Stone, as I told you the last time. And I had a, a pretty good frenemy relationship with old Bernie, who was the alderman for many years. Always tell me how wrong I am. But uh, he, he always returned my phone calls. Um, so, Moise, thank you so much for taking time uh, to come and talk to me. And I know you want to get back out there and knock on those doors. So uh, get 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 to it, okay? Absolutely, Ben. Thank you so much for having me. And, yeah, I'm going to head out there and appreciate your time and appreciate i think nate's in the house appreciate you nate um thanks as always all right very good Moise bawani is his name uh, alderman a candidate in the 50th ward i'm ben jarofsky take care everybody <laughs> <laughs>